0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Strevins. Now, joining me on the show this morning was Mira Yunyat. And to be quite frank, I have no idea what she does for a living. I don't even think we talked about it. I think if you listen to the conversation, you'd understand why that really doesn't matter uh, in this context. Um, we, she was one of the first people to reach out to me after hearing the podcast and taking me up on that open invitation to come on the show as a guest and again that goes for anybody listening um, and we had a great conversation about spirituality, uh, higher consciousness, uh, her personal journey, her spiritual awakening and you know some thoughts about how to approach life uh, in a way that is sort of non-egocentric uh, in a sort of Higher, I guess, higher or more enlightened approach to to what life might be. Uh, you know, some of it I don't necessarily understand just yet. Not to say I don't agree with it, um, but it was great to hear somebody talk very passionately and uh, about these sorts of things. And and hopefully, maybe someone can hear bits and pieces of this and find it, you know, at least as a as a sort of start on a journey of how of how we might make ourselves better and how we might make uh, life better, at least for ourselves or maybe for others if that's not too high of a pursuit so really enjoyed this one it was a lot it's been a a month since I've done one of these and this was a good uh (laughs) this was a great way to get back into the saddle so to speak so uh, again appreciate anybody who's listening uh definitely check out Mira's uh YouTube page I'll link all of that please enjoy my conversation with Mira Yunyat (laughs) (laughs) do it. <laughs> right on. Well, Mira, thank you for uh for coming on the show. You're one of the first people to approach me and uh that's I really appreciate that. How are you doing? I'm doing
1: very well. Thank you for asking, Patrick. Um yeah, it happened that I saw um you know, your profile on Instagram and you seem like a very creative person and um especially now I'm very interested mm-hmm. in any sort of creation that uh, people are involved in mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Right on. And how are you doing? Because early when we talked last time, you told me about your, your leg injury and, you know, everybody's kind of forced to be isolated and all that, but you have kind of the extra layer of being uh, for a while you couldn't move, I imagine, or how's that, how's the healing going? what happened
1: yeah yeah so it's uh, it's been an interesting time of my life a lot of um spiritual growth you Mm -hmm. know happening Mm -hmm. um uh, i had a knee injury in december um while skiing and um then uh, because of how severe the injury was um i had to have a knee reconstruction surgery on january 11th whereas a reconstructed um the whole knee and uh put it together like all five ligaments they put the allografts and then cartilage and meniscus like basically all the parts of the knee they had to reconstruct and put together so it was a pretty complex injury and and surgery um i wasn't mobile i couldn't walk for a good month and a half Mm. um like minimal movement (laughs) um you know And um, completely changed my life, I would say, because before this injury, I was very um, active and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing lots of sports and fitness. And, you know, this injury just put me into a completely different environment and um, in different circumstances. And I find that... um, All human beings, when they are put into new circumstances, into a new environment, they are actually forced to grow. And Mm -hmm. that's what exactly happened to you to me. Some friends were joking, Oh yeah, you're gonna grow like twenty five pounds. I was (laughs) like, Well, my goal is to grow spiritually.
0: (laughs) Even better. And you look good, like you didn't did was there times when it when it was too hard to bear, or did you always see the light at the end of the tunnel?
1: Um, So when this injury happened, I would say that I was already spiritually ready for anything that could happen in Mm. our life, including the notion of death, you know, because Mm. when, um, I don't know if you remember, I told you my spiritual experience that Mm. I had um, starting in summer 2020, um, you know, I would say that this injury was just an escalation and bring it to even higher level. Mm. Um, And... uh, you know, I, in my life, how I see life right now is that um, while I am in my body, in my physical plane, you know, nothing can scare me. Even, uh, you know, as the notion of, of death, when the soul leaves a person's mm. body, it's not something scary as well. And when it happens at the right time, I would say. Sure. Um, so the injury, I just any experience, including the injury, I just see. Um, it as being presented to me hmm. as an opportunity for me to uncover more and more about the depth of human consciousness that all of us has, hmm. you know. And I would say that this is exactly what happened. And uh, I actually appreciate every everything that happened to me and embraced it and, and love it.
0: Wow. Most people wouldn't say that. Most people would say, poor me, or maybe not, but some people would. So you're taking kind of a Well, we talked about this when we talked last time about how you see yourself as being even divorced from your own body or your own self, right? Where consciousness and the the body are two different things. So did that point of view make it easier to get through the recovery where you just saw yourself as, you know, it wasn't you that was injured. It was just the physical body, maybe?
1: Absolutely. So that's exactly what happens to me, uh, you know when when i feel like my emotional state or the state of being mm-hmm. i mean we are all human beings but mm-hmm. because people are doing a lot of things they turn into human doings <laughs> but i love that <laughs> but we are all human beings and i think this word describes our nature mm. so there are different states of being that we can be in our body is an antenna that collects information about the circumstance we are in mm. like for example my body it's it's my body but it's not me what's mine cannot be me you know i am the one who is experiencing Mm. human shape and human body so whatever information is being collected by my body including my mind including the parts of my body Mm. for example my my body identified that it's an injury it's a knee injury Mm -hmm. it sends signals into my brain that there is pain and there is something that needs to be dealt with. Mm. My brain then, um, if we cut my brain, there is nothing there saying, okay, now you have to pump blood into this area and cure it. There are no instructions like that in your brain. It's just, it collects information and and sends it to consciousness. Mm. And then consciousness identifies the action and thoughts and what needs to be done and then sends back the instructions to the brain to behave in certain way in this circumstance. So, and it happens all very fast. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of human beings confuse that brain is the one that's given instructions because the connection between your brain and consciousness is instant. Mm. It's, there is no, like there is no time doesn't exist in those, um, circumstances. It's, Mm. it's beyond time and space. And that's why it's, When we talk about soul and metaphysical, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. quantum field, I would say it's already beyond something that words can describe because Mm -hmm. it happens instantly. It's like just even shorter than a moment, you know, the communication between your consciousness and between brain, brain is an antenna right consciousness is the one that carries all those life experience through past lives through evolution you know if you examine human brain there is reptilian brain component in it so everything evolutionary started from basic forms of life Mm. and then consciousness evolved and brought this physical body into how it is today So there is certain type of consciousness Mm. that impacts and sends directions based on previous experiences Mm. that this has to be perfected in a human body. And basically, that's how evolution of the body happens.
0: So you're right. So you're talking about like kind of the nervous system as being a part of the physical body, like the directions of the brain to pump blood or to feel pain or whatever like that. And then if I understand it right, consciousness is something that does it live in the brain? Do you, in your view, or is it is it something, or is it's a is are we a conduit which consciousness flows through?
1: See, consciousness is boundless. It's right. a boundless ocean. In other ways to explain it, it's just an invisible energy. The mm. whole universe is energy. Right. So if you look at planet Earth, there is electromagnetic magnet, magnetic, um, you know, it's covered into its own wraps. Right. Right. Something mm-hmm. that put it together the gravitation pole and everything everything is entangled everything is related everything is connected and it creates uh, and an illusion that it's just one um, one entity, and planet Earth also has its own consciousness mm. because it's a part of a bigger, bigger uh, ocean of consciousness or mm. endless energy. And because of those constant energy vibrations uh, that happen, you know, throughout millions of years. The manifestation is happening in physical life Mm -hmm. and the forms are being created so what happens in with human beings is that because certain impulses certain reactions certain uh causes Mm -hmm. were happening all the time in circles that created the consciousness vibrate in certain modes all the time Mm -hmm. and that evolved you know human body and human shape to how we see we see and know it today so consciousness is shapeless it doesn't have space and time mm-hmm. um, categories. It's not something you can touch. It's not something you can see by your eyes. But mind you, right now, how I feel where planet Earth is going and the whole universe, mm. how it's evolving, because the principle of the universe is that it's constantly evolving. It's not stagnant. It's not. But see, our mind makes us believe that mm. that's who we are. And yes. it's like a separate entity it's an illusion of your mind because even if you look at how you were born you evolved you collected this right. bunch of food and now you are <laughs> this beautiful body you sure. know so there was constant evolution and constant growth and when the entity achieves certain peak of growth then there is a decline right. towards the shape is going towards decline mm-hmm. which in our mind it's like elderly age sure but consciousness doesn't age It's because people start thinking that they are getting old because they uh, identify themselves with their body and they feel their body is getting old. That's why they experience elder age. But in fact, that should be a peak of spiritual evolution because during those years where the body was growing and evolving, Mm -hmm. human being has a task to also grow spiritually and uncover the eternal part within, which is consciousness.
0: So when you say when you say spiritually, are you talking about the way in which we experience consciousness? Is that is that spiritual, or what? What is the spirit then?
1: So the spirit is um, is something that makes you alive. You know, mm. some people individualize spirit or individualize consciousness, which is the consciousness in this area of this antenna of your body. I call your body and your brain is mm-hmm. an antenna. Mm. You know, an antenna that collects inbound information, but also sends information back to the consciousness. Because in nature, in the universe, mm-hmm. everything is being recorded. For example, if right now um, I'm experiencing pain in my body and my body is sending signals to um, my brain that mm-hmm. this is happening in the knee area right. and the consciousness sends back Already automatically the consciousness, because from previous experiences of healing, have you ever thought that every cell of your body is directed and knows how to heal every wound? Because it's from previous experiences, the consciousness recorded previous right. experiences, and those instructions are being sent automatically to your brain of how to heal certain areas in your body. So consciousness is shapeless. It's basically it's a bunch of um, information, a bunch of memory Mm -hmm. that being stick to this body for now, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it collects information through this body in this lifespan. And it's shapeless. It's something that feels. For example, if I ask you, whom do you like right now? Who is experiencing this conversation Right. right now? Who sees me? If we cut your head and check your skull, like what's happening there, there are no pictures of mirror in your brain. There are no sounds in your brain. But that is like something that collects this information, sends back to consciousness, and then consciousness makes this image together, including the sounds, including the image. And it all, we have to be, we have to understand that if we don't like the image, mm. If we don't like how we feel, if we don't like this illusion, first of all, we have to understand that whatever collects this information, it's going through previous experiences Mm. and it filters it through previous experiences. If we want to get out from this karmic circle, we have to understand that this will no longer working in our favor, that there is a need for us to grow in how we perceive life.
0: I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying there. We're like, if, yeah, if you were to look into my brain, you wouldn't see an image of you or you wouldn't hear you. But I mean, it, our brain, as I understand it, and I'm no no scientist, but it breaks down the sensory input into uh, some form of energy or neural signals, right? But that's a language that we can't really understand consciously, I guess. But like you say, what I'm seeing is is those signals, but it's filtered through so many... Like you say, experiences, thoughts. You know, what have I had to eat today? What if I had any? Have I had enough caffeine today to get through this? Right. So, <laughs> do you think that there's a a problem in today's culture where people uh, they don't uh, there's a, a disconnect between maybe not mind and body, but this belief belief of like what the self actually is, and we see ourselves as being something whole, whereas we're maybe because after we talked, I had some other experiences, and I just got. I just went down a, a, an interesting train of thought where maybe the self is not a whole being and there's a lot of belief that it is, but to me, maybe it's something like we're really just part of a larger flowing, uh, band of energy or something like that. And it, it sounds crazy and there's people listening going, these people are out of their minds, but maybe my question to you is how do you view the self? Is it a collection of things or is it, is it a whole or how do you, how do you make sense of that?
1: I know that my body is not me. Mm. What's mine cannot be me. I'm the one who is experiencing my body. I'm the one who is experiencing my thoughts. So if I don't enjoy my thoughts, I, instead of trying to fix, you know, some people think I don't like that person. That person is doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the 3D dimension. Of consciousness where you have a division between this is me Mm. and this is the world outside once you understand that this is how you see that person and whatever impression of that person you have it's happening within Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you are filtering inbound information that being sent from you know reflection into yourself and that creates the impression in your consciousness So it's your impression of this person based on your previous experiences. Mm -hmm. So if I don't enjoy some like some feelings, some thoughts, I will first of all stop doing anything I'm doing and I become being for that particular moment Mm. until I understand where these thoughts are coming from. You know, I would dive deeper into my past memories, into my past life, into right now, to be honest, because I had that spiritual experience. Nobody, no human being on planet Earth will bother me. Like it won't trigger me. And I achieved that level where I, in everybody, I could feel myself. Once you achieve the level where you know that people are acting, if they are angry at you, it means they are suffering. You know, they are in a suffering state of being. They are in pain. Why would I be angry with the person who is suffering? If I feel that person's pain, why would be angry with that person? So if you start experiencing and feeling everything around you, how you feel yourself, would you harm that person? Even if that person is angry at you, would you be angry with that person? If you're experiencing that person as Mm -hmm. a part of yourself, because consciousness is boundless. Mm -hmm. I am centered here right now. This is my antenna here right now but I can evolve spiritually and consciously to the level where I can can have a cosmic identity. I can embrace humanity on planet Earth. I can evolve it further and feel the consciousness of planet Earth and where it it is right now. So consciousness is boundless, Hmm. but your body is an antenna, so it's localized here.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking a lot about something that maybe Jesus said about forgive them because they know not what they do, right? People are just asking. Jesus
1: is a master. (laughs) It's one of the biggest masters who figured it out, who understood how the universe works. And it's all one energy. We are all one energy with different vibrations. Mm. So. For that time where he lived, more than two thousand years ago, right. obviously he used his own methods of delivering this type of information, mm-hmm. and that's why you know a lot of people today, where we have computers and technology and all this stuff that was created by human mind, right. but all this is coming from deeper memories. From you know, if we look at how technology works, you know, there is um, there is a hardware, there is software, and right. there is cloud. So hardware is basically the equivalent of our body. Software is how our mind is programmed based on previous experiences. Mm. It's automatic. And then cloud is boundless consciousness.
0: That's so, a really useful way to look at that. That's great.
1: So Jesus figured it out more than 2,000 <laughs> years ago.
0: <laughs> and then we figured it out again and we're able to build it externally. Like I was actually talking to some friends last night and they said, well, I think we need, we need a new religion because you might say that there's a... A super uh, progressive sort of politics going on that is sort of religious in a sense. I said, I think we even need a new religion. And one of them said, well, I think it's technology. You know, like I think what you're talking about where you've got hardware, software and the cloud, couldn't that be seen to be some form of, I don't want to say salvation, but it's like an external uh, creator in some sense. Whatever we
1: create we are creator's creator, and we are the creator. So we are creating our own reality. And I think the problem with people is that they need religion, they need technology, yes. they need... This is... Uh, to be honest, when I when I start learning about my true nature, mm-hmm. I actually understood that my consciousness doesn't need anything. It's just a natural flow. You know, because mm. we're built... the. We are a model of how the whole universe is built, how the creator is working. Sure. We are an ideal creator. We are the creator's idea being manifested right. in physical shape and form. So I think we don't need religion. We just need to reconnect with ourselves. If mm. every human being finds their true nature and understands that they are not their body, that they are not their mind if they stop identifying themselves with their thoughts and physical shape mm. that will be a good beginning and you know that will be a good step towards shifting from separation consciousness to unity consciousness because 3d dimension we are in right now mm-hmm. it's basically still a separation consciousness where i you know as soon as you get angry I automatically get triggered and we are both right. angry right so this is Uh, when you have a separation between what's me and you, and you defend yourself when you feel threatened. Hmm. And it happens in conversation, it happens in physical world, it happens, okay, this is my nation and somebody is attacking my nation, I'm going to go for war. So this is separation consciousness. Unity consciousness is when you understand the pain of every human being. You feel the pain of Earth, planet Earth, and you just sit down and bring yourself into the state which is higher vibration than okay. even peace you know if you're full of love wherever you go in that state you won't be sharing war principles you won't be sharing anger right. if you're in a state of love you it's contagious people will feel it you will be uh, basically passing you on to other people mm-hmm. you don't even need to say that to the person the way you smile at that person the way The way you are even being, it's contagious. It's like Mm. when a flower is blossoming, you feel the smell, beautiful smell. And, you know, it can go one meter, two meter, depending how intensive the smell is. The same thing is happening with a human being. If your nature of being is love and it's intensive and it's constant, it's going to be contagious around your antenna. Right. So there is no need for religion. There is no need to God like to make a technology as a God, mm. because technology is a lot of people instead of using technology towards spreading love, towards spreading, you know, this good contagious stages of being, mm-hmm. they are spreading messages of separation. You know, they are using it towards creating, you know, further separation between mm. people, further separation between yes. nations, separation even confusing themselves so if technology is used to bring planet earth to one consciousness and and unify this consciousness that's an amazing thing right but if it's if it's um, utilized towards people's understanding very narrow understanding who they are right and towards narrow identities that they carry it can be dangerous
0: i i think you're absolutely right if 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 religion or technology could unify people it would be a great thing but I mean, has it ever really done that? Probably not. But don't you think that religion is, uh, or do you think that religion is sort of a way for us to put into words, into language, these concepts that you're talking about? So you're talking about them very eloquently, but I can guarantee you a lot of people are listening and going, what? You know, but, and I'm, I'm following and I'm fine with it. But don't you think that religion is kind of the language of, of maybe of energy or the language of love or the language of, consciousness trying to speak uh it's weird because you're using language to talk about something that's not linguistic right it's language is way down here and consciousness is infinitely higher above that so do you think that there is still a benefit for religion as a way to start to understand these things
1: i think whatever is right now it's in a perfect shape Mm. i oh it's you know the way religion is viewed, the way people view religion. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong to have beliefs. Nothing wrong with, mm. you know, whatever it is. I don't create resistance, okay. and because as soon as you create resistance, it creates inflammation, whether in your consciousness, and then you know if it's constant inflammation, it's being manifested in your body. So whatever I don't resist, I go with the flow. Whoever is ready to hear, mm. I am. I can share. Whoever is not ready. Time will come because every soul is on its evolutional journey. Mm. And maybe if it's not in this lifetime, it will happen in next lifetime. And um, I just know for sure that every soul is striving for the same, which is this awakening and, and realizing, actually realizing that you are not your body. But in terms of religion, mm-hmm. so what happened before, anybody who figured this out, anybody who understood that your body is an antenna, it's not you. Right. They wanted. it. They, it's, it's liberation experience because you are not squeezed in this little box called physical body, mm. you know, and you feel this um, tremendous feeling of liberation where it's like consciousness is boundless and you understood that you are that consciousness, that anything that, you know, you are the creator. Mm. And then you started understanding the illusionary uh, nature of your thoughts and how your mind is operating. So you want, and then you see people who are suffering from their thoughts. Of course, you want those people to experience the same Mm -hmm. because you feel everybody's pain how you feel your own. So anybody who experienced this liberation or enlightenment or spiritual awakening, they try to develop methods and tools to actually bring every soul towards that experience. And what happened before is that religions were created by, you know, buddha created buddhism sure this is christianity then there is islam there are other movements and stuff so it happened two thousand years ago and then human beings who didn't experience it in their own nature mm-hmm. who didn't feel that you know eternal boundless consciousness and eternal creator and that we are all actually all one ocean of consciousness
0: sure.
1: they tried to interpret it By physical means, Mm. without having it in your own experience, trying to interpret it in your own means, that created wars for, you know, to spread Christianity, that created this push that you have to be Christian because that's the way of truth. No, this is already the point where it's getting wrong, where religion Mm -hmm. is creating separation in a consciousness because there is a rule here. We live in the rule where. There is a veil of forgetfulness where we don't remember our past life when we are landed in our physical body.
0: Sure,
1: um, you can get there if you experience enlightenment. And I was able to do past life regression, and I know why I came to this life. That's why, you know, I I, I just know why I'm here. Mm. Um, that makes life so much more beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so there is veil of forgetfulness, mm. and then there is a rule of free will. Free will. It means that every soul is on its spiritual journey, and soul is this localized, personalized, non-material, beyond space and time consciousness. Something that is closer to your body, basically. Sure. That's within. That's around it. You know, some people can expand it to all humanity and okay. planet Earth, like I said. Some people have a very localized consciousness, which is this soul that is just evolving you know Mm. there is nothing good or bad it's just every soul on its stage of evolution but every soul is looking for the same so if you are pushing this information Mm. onto the soul onto the consciousness that is not ready to observe sure that's already wrong because you are creating resistance to what it is it has to be as if you are planting seeds you know you are saying something and then you let it be with that person because anything you say it can trigger an amazing thought process in another human being right. and it can bring that human being to self-realization of who they are so it hasn't it don't it doesn't have to be uh, pushy it doesn't have right. to have this pressure that you have to be Christian you have to be this you have to be that so Christianity was just a way to develop methodology of how to get to the enlightenment stage.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's almost like people have to get there at their own pace or it's like you say, it's not real, right? It's not a real transformation. uh, if If you haven't got to the point yourself, right? Like you can't, that's what religion ultimately fails to do. And technology might fail to do that because it'll accelerate it artificially. But it's like you're trying to push something that's not not getting in your that. experience. Sure. That's not right. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're pushing an external experience on somebody. Can you, can you maybe tell me how it is that you came to see the world this way? Like I, again, not to externalize any of this, but like, I know, and even myself, I'm listening to what you're saying. And I'm like, I'm not really there. I can get on board and I appreciate what you're saying, but how did you personally come? Like, was there a, did you have a, a guide or somebody in your life that looked at the world this way and and helped you see it? Or is it more of you had to go down the road yourself?
1: See, like I, how I remember myself, um, you know, and how I perceive world from young years, from early years in my childhood, Mm. I felt like I never been a kid. I felt like I was just born an adult right away. Because I always had this curiosity about existential aspects of life. Like why we're here what life is about? Do we really have we really come here to be born to eat and drink to reproduce to make money and die? I mean, this is nonsensical. <laughs> this is nonsensical if you think that that's the mission of your life. You know. So this is where people just grasp life on a physical dimension and physical level, and sure. where they identify this themselves with their body and their with their thoughts. Right. Once you grasp with you know on a on a higher dimension you start remembering what you're here for Mm. and this natural seeking instinct it's there in every human being so for me it was just very activated from early from early age and uh, when my mom died at the age of six i started writing poems okay so i started writing poems about life about feelings about love and In fact, I actually, I even have this, I carry this book with me because sometimes it helps me with my past life regression. You know, when I read my poems when I was six, you know, that's still the age where you haven't created your own ego in this past, in this present life, and you can actually dive into earlier you know subconscious Mm. memories so for me reading my poetry from the age from early age helps me to remember what i came here for um and then these questions were always on the back of my mind i was always asking these questions trying to trying to figure it out Mm. and um obviously inbound information from present life from this lifespan started to come in you know, that which is the information, the environment I was growing up, the way my dad raised us. Sure. My dad is an amazing guy. <laughs> and um, I, I love he- I, I love every human being. And I actually uh, understand why my dad raised us in a very strict way, because he feels a lot of pain himself unreconciled pain. pain. Okay. And, you know, the way that I started perceiving life is that this is me. This is anything else. This is how I see myself, and I have to be independent. I have to make certain amount of money, and because my dad always created this healthy competition between me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. Or if my sisters are, stu- if my sister is studying in Germany, mm-hmm. I can't be behind. I can, I should apply to a master's program in Canada. <laughs> so it it just that environment, competitive environment with separation consciousness always. Uh, perfected this uh my ego my Mm. ego which is who i think i am and how the world around me should be and that structure started becoming very rigid and not flexible that's where human beings start to experience a lot of pain Mm. because if your mental structure in this uh, in this physical body is not flexible anything that comes your way and it's beyond what you can accept, beyond the boundaries of your mental structure. Because mm-hmm. on that level, you still divide. This is right, this is wrong. This is pain, this is pleasure. This is happiness, this is unhappiness. This is life, this is death. At that level, it's still a separation consciousness. And mm. if that, those boundaries are very rigid, True. it becomes dangerous and it causes a lot of suffering because life consciousness, you will be attracting without knowing you will be attracting situations which will create enough pain for you to grow and expand your boundaries. Mm. Because uh, if uh, something happens and something causes pain, you wanna figure it out. You uh, you wanna figure it out, not the way of building more defense, but you want to reconcile it within and understand that this pain is coming because illusion of my thoughts, illusion of my Mm. mind. Anyways, my my structure, mental structure, became very rigid mm-hmm. here in Canada, especially with immigration. How you have to go through so many changes, in environment, including, yep. I think, using English on on uh, on the regular basis, actually, also was one of the um, things that triggered the different processes in your mind. Oh. Because I grew up in Ukrainian speaking environment, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, being transplanted into a different environment, I started thinking it, you know, it, it started, it caused evolution in me because I said the different circumstances, they either can kill you or you can evolve from them. So in my case, I evolved and it triggered, I would say this existential search even further. Mm. And I started noticing that the more pain I was compounding, I was developing stronger defense to defend these mental boundaries of sure. who I think I am. And it started, you know, relationship-wise, I always wanted to experience true love. I will, We're all seeking love. We're all looking for love because love is something that brings us back to the source. Mm. Love is something that helps us feel another person, how we feel ourselves. It's something that helps us get closer to this enlightenment, I would say. So okay. love is the answer, definitely. So I, I met someone, um, in, uh, 2020 in spring, 2020, I met someone who was exactly the mirror of my rigid structure, my rigid mentals, who I thought I am, you know, I basically saw myself in this male body Mm. and because his rigid mental structure was exactly like mine, you know, career driven uh, principles. This is how it should be. This is either my way or the highway you know, a lot of defense mechanism, it's um, basically started reflecting everything that in, in me that wasn't reconciled and you know, two strong individuals with strong mental structure which are not flexible the only thing it will, it it's like when you feel that this is a person you've been knowing forever but you, the connection doesn't grow because it's there is constant crash of two rigid structures, right? Sure. So I started understanding myself and and figuring out what is this mental structure about? You know, when, when he told me that you are too strong, wh- why does he see me this way? Yes, but because this is the way I, I think that I'm strong and independent. That's mm-hmm. why he sees me this way. So the way I see myself, other people see me the same way. <laughs> so um, I started from psychology level where I basically dismantled my mental structure of who I think I am, why yes. I think I am like this. Why I think I'm strong and independent. Why I think I have to have six pack and work out like crazy. Why I think I have to eat, you know, with a diet yeah. like this. Yeah. And when you put yourself into those uh, boxes, that creates resistance to what it is. And it creates inflammation and pain. So energy does not disappear. Energy is, can be either compressed or transformed.
0: Mm.
1: So just think about it. Emotion. What is it? It's energy, emotion. So there is a certain direction the energy going. Each emotion has its own vibration, type of vibration. So uh, when you start understanding that energy does not disappear and you compress it within, whether it's energy of anger, anger, anxiety, stress, a resistance to what it is, all that would compound. If you're just constantly using defense mechanism, you are improving your mental structure to be strong enough to keep that pressure within. So that's what happening. So I started feeling that pain and, um, what happened is that I, um, basically tr- I, I tried to understand why I think this way about myself, mm. why, who is Mira, who is experiencing this. And it was a crazy transformation. It was a crazy, I would say six to eight months, mm. uh, where it started in, um, in August where I I just, uh, 9 p.m., I'm in Edmonton, deciding to drive to Vancouver at night and tell this person that I love him because love is a compass. It's a heart chakra. And when you open it up, it's like you let that energy go from the lowest chakras, which is, you know, there is um, a chakra of survival, which is the basic one. Then there is a second one, the chakra that is responsible for self, who you think you are, you know, then the third level chakra, or it's a uh, yellow chakra. It's sure. you and others, the society, and then the fourth chakra, which is green chakra, is a chakra of love, where two types of energy they meet together: universal energy and this energy that you take from planet Earth, which is mm. more physical type of energy. So when you open up that heart chakra, which is love, it completely triggered like the opposite processes in. In my mind, the thoughts that I used to have, I started seeing differently. It was the opposite of everything I thought was true. Um, and culmination of this, or top, I would say the peak of this um, process happened when I, uh, well, first of all, during the month of August, I lived in my car for a month, wow. I slept in my car. It was um, for, for me a way to reconnect with my inner self. I was basically living in nature, Mm -hmm. observing nature, how everything works, observing that flower, how it's effortlessly blowing. And I couldn't understand why human beings doesn't know how to do that, you know? So I I started paying attention to so many little things. Mm. And um, then after that one month of living in my car and sleeping in nature, I decided to go to Ukraine, to the place where I grew up, because that's where my spirit was calling me. I just felt like I needed to come back there with how I am now. So that that environment where I grew up and where my old self was formed, you know, now when I come different, the environment will be different. So I decided to go to Ukraine and in in October, end of October, I will never forget this end of months of October, where it was close to full moon Mm. when these experiences are happening. It's very connected to um, outer world, to you know the cycles of planet Earth, to the cycles of moon, because yes. anything physical is doing its cycles. So this enlightenment experience happened to me on full moon in October, end of October. Sure. And that's basically, it's like if you describe a physical world, because it's a beyond physical uh, experience, beyond physical world, mm-hmm. if I would try to put it into words, it's basically what happened is that that mental old self, which is mental structure, which was so rigid, which was very unflexible. It's like as if it blow out. It's, um, it was an explosion of uh, all these rigid boundaries of old self. So this is the old self res, uh, uh, disillusion where, you know, your ego is trying to still to the last moment your ego is still trying to protect these boundaries and trying to convince this is something crazy happening to you. Mm-hmm. Like you are going crazy. You need to see a psychiatrist. This is insane. <laughs> and your ego is playing these thoughts because your ego is all for survival, right? Mm-hmm. And your this, I call, some people call it ego. I call it mental structure. You know, okay. I just find that ego is a very corrupted word. So this mental structure is just so rigid and it's trying to stay there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, you need to see a psychiatrist, you need to figure it out, is something crazy happening to you and it's so scary. Like what it's like it's as if you're experiencing death. It, this is what death is actually sure. is. This structure that's been built throughout years, if you haven't worked on making it flexible, right. that's what happens within death because people are identifying themselves with it. So this is the moment where this old self dissolves and you are now nothing. And you now don't know where you are because you understand that the old 32 years in this body, your mind was playing tricks with you and your mind was creating illusion that this is who you are. And you feel like you are broken and you you feel like you're being used or you're being played. But again, those are the feelings of old self.
0: Right, right.
1: So anything related to scarcity, to fear, to this type mm. of emotions or abandonment or you, you are being played, it's all ego trying to figure out what's happening. Mm. So that was that scary moment. And I wish I had someone, you know, who at that moment would could share that Mira, don't worry. It's a natural process of evolution of consciousness. Right. You know, it's just embrace it, don't resist it, don't fight with it. Just embrace it and watch it from a side. Just watch how your old self dissolves. So nobody was around, and in my, I just didn't. Information like some gurus who would share about stuff like this, who would, you know, I was listening to these videos 24 7 because I couldn't understand what's happening. And right. I, psychiatrists couldn't give me the explanation because psychology is still on the level of explaining your old self, your, your ego, yes.
0: basically. It's not enough, psychology. It's
1: not, no, not enough at all. So it wasn't helping. And I couldn't understand what was happening with me. And uh, I would say for a good week, I was in this, in a no man's world. In like, not knowing who you are, not knowing why you're here for, you know, like all these crazy, crazy thoughts, um, you know, and uh, I would say then, it, becomes, it, it became, for me, when I started recollecting what, what my compass is, like it had started from love. So this world is full of love. You know, this, the whole nature, how it's evolving, how it's, uh, you know, the cycles of winter and spring and summer and autumn, you know, all this stuff started to put together into a picture and it just became, it's as if you are merged with everything. Like, you can experience the feelings the dog is going through. Mm. You can actually experience what the dog is feeling. Or you can experience what the flower is feeling. Like, it's a a beautiful state, and I started embracing it.
0: If you're enjoying this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And now, back to the conversation. So can you tell me what, what was the moment on that, on that full moon night? What was, was it a moment or was it a, it built up to that and you just had that realization or or what did that, it sounds to me like you, like the structure broke down at that point. Right. And you just, it's almost like light shone out from you or or whatever you want to call it, but you became more open to allowing the flow to happen through you or, or, or or what was it? was it uh, was it a singular instance or was it just a process this awakening
1: um so the awakening process it's a process sure uh so like i said it started in in um in august where i lived in my car right. and i started doing crazy things and blah blah <laughs> blah and then i went to ukraine and right you know um but the the peak of this awakening mm-hmm. happened um around full moon in october around 28th of october okay. until until i would say second of november and in and in between of those days right of moon that was the i would say um like good 10 or 12 hours where you basically you are nothing and you are nowhere you you just it's um you are beyond time you know, uh, it's hard to explain in words because um, this this 10 hours, it's like it was a mix of, oh, oh my God, what's happening? And I just I, <laughs> I laid down and I was like, I should shouldn't do anything. I just should be because we're sure. human beings.
0: right Best. And I
1: was like, yeah, this is this is something crazy happening. I just laid down and I literally I felt like when I lay, lay down as if something downloaded into my, <laughs> into my, it's hard to explain. No, but no I, I can see like, that. It's influx of energy mm-hmm. where you feel like you are the universe. You are everything. This universal flows of energy starting coming into the body that is not physically experienced it before. And it like lights up. Even your your eyes are closed, but it lights up everything within what you see. It lights it up as if like if you are uploading certain sort of like a software into your brain mm. and then and then this happened. I couldn't fall asleep for for a few hours, but I felt like this like I literally felt an instant where this was downloaded into me. like I could, in a word, I would say that the best word to I could choose would be downloading cosmic intelligence into <laughs> your brain. But
0: now, and, download is a very technological word. So, what if you had to use a different word?
1: Oh, it's just so hard because it's like as if a switch has happened. A switch happened. It lights it up. You know, you don't you don't know what it is. I fell asleep and I woke up, and it's like a it's a it's a different way you see life hmm. so it's not something that happened externally it's something that happened within me and i remember i was crying when i oh, okay. woke up i was crying my sister still remembers it and my dad remembers it i yeah it, <laughs> and for them it was they thought i was going crazy they thought that like something crazy was happening with me right uh, but in fact What I was what was happening is that I started feeling the pain, like I I became pain sensitive to the pain of every human being, because I started feeling that what like that they are robots, like I started seeing every human as a robot, because they are playing the software automatic software that they didn't choose, right. Their soul is trying to figure out why it came into this physical body, but the software doesn't allow that the the software, which is not upgraded, doesn't Mm -hmm. allow the soul to evolve from within. And I started seeing that uh, compression in every human being and in my dad, in in his uh, uh, wife, like anybody that I saw, every human being I saw, I would go to the store but my dad would ask me to buy some uh, groceries. I would go to the store and I would feel the pain of the person who was selling stuff in the like grocery store. Mm. Like I would go to anywhere. I would go. I started feeling pain. I was like, come on, like this has to be something better than this. Like this, like this experience that I had
0: yeah.
1: has to bring me to better experiences that pain because I became so pain sensitive. Like anywhere I would go, I would feel the pain of everybody. Then I started, I started, I spent more time in nature than I ever did. Like I would go for walks with my, with the dog. And, um, you know, there was, uh, my dad lives in the village and every, I would say like every family that lives there has a dog. And there is still an old dog that I remember from my childhood that I was so scared of. Mm. I was so scared of that dog before that, you know, even like I just, I couldn't step next to him. So when I was doing my walk and this dog started barking at me and I started feeling what this dog is feeling, I basically started understanding that he is barking at me because I'm scared of him. And when I'm scared of him, I can harm him Hmm. So that's why fear is a dangerous feeling because out of fear, people harm others. So when I, when I removed that fear and I, started seeing the miracle because that dog has a spirit. It's something that makes him alive. And I reconnected with the spirit of the dog. I The dog just laid down wow. and I started I, I started, you know, petting him and I, I, I hugged him. And it was the feeling as if I reconnected with the dog's spirit and the dog was not, was not barking at me anymore. In fact, he was looking with, with me and was loving eyes. Because I was looking at him with the not fearful eyes, but with the eyes that saw the beauty in him.
0: So let me, and forgive me if this is too forward, but you said that your mother passed away when you were young, six yes. years old. Do you, yes. That's a traumatizing experience, no doubt. Do you think that that trauma, because personally, when I was around that age, a little younger, I experienced something traumatic in a different way. It's not something I talk about pers- publicly, but do you think that that in some ways opened a door or made the potential for you to have this? Because what you're talking about is not something that many people experience, I don't think, and could not hope to. It's, a- it's almost like you had something happen to you that probably happens on a lot of people's deathbeds or in the last few years of their life when there's kind of that aha. Do you think that being traumatized at such a young age made that potential for you to have this sort of spiritual growth this by leaps and bounds uh because you're what you're in your 30s i'm 32
1: 32
0: so i'm 31 so do you think that's is that the case that that sort of early life trauma just it sends you completely down a path that maybe some other people in some ways i feel fortunate for what happened to me do you do you look you should
1: feel fortunate
0: Do you look back in some ways and and feel that too?
1: So I know that I chose those circumstances for me to happen when in between my, before my incarnation into my body. I see like every soul is on its journey. And when the person leaves, when, when the soul, I'll call it soul, even though this word is corrupted a bit, you know, but I'll call it soul. When a soul leaves, physical body there is something that's happening reconciliation of all experiences in this life that Mm. happens it happens it's being there is some time is being taken by the soul to reconcile all the feelings and states that the soul went through in this lifespan based on those feelings and states that this soul went through in this life the soul carries certain type of vibration or certain type of um energetic signature so if this soul was carrying the states of fear the states of anxiety and it was a dominating feeling Mm -hmm. in the physical structure that it resided this soul will choose to incarnate into the family that has similar vibrations of feelings it will that's why it's so important for pregnant women to be so honest with themselves in terms of how they they feel if they feel anger mm-hmm. or anxiety they don't have to to develop defense against it and suppress it they have to understand that that is an illusion of their mind and right. reconcile it
0: mm-hmm. because
1: those are vibrations that are attracting certain type of souls with certain type of vibrations. Mm-hmm. So. I remembered my past life, and I remembered that in my past life, the same thing happened to me because I lost parents, both of my parents, in my early age, oh, in wow. my past life. Oh, okay. And um, that also stimulated my spiritual, my enlightenment experience happened to me in my 40s, in my past life. Hmm. So I, I already, when I was leaving my physical body in my past life, based on my experiences that I had after enlightenment, which was the theme was that love can bring every human being to this state mm. of enlightenment. Mm. That was the thought that I left my body with in mm. my past life. So any, with this thought, basically, the, the, the soul chooses, the families chooses the circumstances that will accelerate that to further evolution. So it was supposed to be that I would be born by a woman who will die when I'm six.
0: Mm. So
1: because even in my mom, I know that my mom, mm. my mom's soul is on its own journey. That's why I don't I don't see physical death as something bad. For some souls, it's hmm. the best experience that can happen to them because it stimulates their f- further evolution, soul's evolution. So right. I know exactly that for my mom's soul, that's exactly what was needed for her soul's evolution.
0: Okay. But okay. So and at what, at what age or what point did you <clears throat> come to that realization? Like... I can, I can imagine growing up. Oh,
1: it's right now. It's now. So it was a lot <laughs> yeah, of years. After this happened to me. After okay, this so enlightenment that's, experience.
0: And then, so, and then so, so then in some ways you were really able to lay that physical image of your mom to rest and, and be okay with it. And whereas before, not so much.
1: Yeah. So before <clears throat> I, I kind of uh, felt that soul um, connection, mm-hmm. but because I, dream i didn't have a chance to dive to that level of myself to feel my own soul Mm. it was more about like a fiction type in my head you know my my mom's soul is good she is like she is not suffering my mom's soul is doing well you know i was trying to mentally intellectually convince myself but then i was like soul but like what is soul but you know if you don't feel your own soul how can you experience the soul of another being right so i started i for me right now how i see the death of my mom Mm -hmm. after the spiritual experience that i had completely different how i saw the death of my mom before
0: Hmm. i imagine so yeah so you had to get in touch with your own soul in some ways is that what is that kind of what we're talking about here is a sort of complete and total well, I, like I was talking about, the self is like a collection of all these disparate elements. Was it what would, would, would a spiritual awakening be? Something like a feeling of wholeness, while understanding the fact that it's not that it's whole and singular; it's, it's actually flowing and eternal. Does that make any so sense? So for
1: me, that was the realization that I am the soul.
0: Right okay
1: and there is and once you understand that it's not your soul it's you are the soul the, you can expand your soul or science can call it consciousness okay. you can expand it and you can become a planetary soul mm-hmm. where you will feel everything what's happening here so soul is a localized consciousness in this antenna
0: okay do you think okay. there's consciousness on other planets or how, how do you feel about the dimensions of the universe? Is there is it a multidimensional thing or is it is it one universe? Or what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> so I know for sure that I am a part of something bigger. Okay. <laughs> so just like everything in the universe has fundamental, same exactly design. Mm-hmm. So if you look at human bodies, that's why... Uh, or every religion would say, you are the God. You just don't know it. You just don't, don't, you haven't woken up to it. You are the God. So we are, as humans, we are the universe, you know, and every cell in our body, every organ in our body is being. And they are not realizing that they are actually working towards putting this body together. Right, right. I hundred percent guarantee you, you that your heart would never say, "What the hell is wrong with this human being? Why I have to pump blood eighty-four years or hundred years like for nothing?" <laughs> right. The heart doesn't ask that question. Just pumping, mm. <laughs> pumping for the wholeness of the body. So that's what a human being should be. Once you feel that you are a part of a bigger. Body so mm-hmm. with something bigger, just pump. That also has these feelings, right? You're gonna be pumping blood and enjoying it. And <laughs> <but> right now, <laughs> pumping blood for me is spreading this enlightenment okay. message and helping every human being to experience the beauty of and miracle of life. And this is pumping blood for me right now. And because I know that if every cell, do you mind me asking if every cell of your body mm-hmm. is happy? Do you feel any pain in your body?
0: Ah, uh, good question. I don't think it's possible for every cell to be uh, happy. I think I always you, feel some sort of pain. You
1: always see. For me, every cell of my body is bursting with happiness, even right now with my injury, hmm. and that's what that happens when you start knowing who you are. And that happens when your rigid structure doesn't harm you. That happens when you let yourself be, when you don't torture your body and say, you have to have six packs. That's why you have to go work out three hours every day. You know? So there are people think that they they love themselves that way but in fact it's them actually working hard towards their illusion of who they think they are mm. right so when you remove all that bullshit from your mind <laughs> and you know how to be every cell in your body already knows that mm. it's just because you were terrorizing i was terrorizing it in my mental structure right. i was terrorizing this beautiful <laughs> you know body that right. was created you know, by evolution. And it's a it's a miracle how it's healing right now, how everything is happening in my body. It's a miracle. Like every cell knows what to do when the injury happens. Isn't it a miracle? Don't it is we a, have, miracle. It's a Every cell is the sentient being, you know, everything evolution evolution started from a one cell organism mm-hmm. and it evolved and now we are like this, you know. So, uh, and that's the same thing. When you asked about if there are other, Uh, Civilizations and stuff, for sure, we are a cell of a bigger organism.
0: Right, right. And I've been thinking about maybe whatever God is or our understanding of that is that it's the language between all things. Every cell in your body speaks to every cell of the flower, of the plant, of the other person. And I I just think that maybe that that would sure help a lot of people. Maybe that's what your message is, where it's like see yourself as part of the whole, functioning as part of the whole, not this closed-off unit.
1: Exactly, yeah. So, for example, I can uh, translate it into social um, situations. You, let's say, um, you talk to your friend, right? And your friend is saying, Patrick, you are not a good person. You are doing wrong things. You should not do this. You should not do that. Right. So the normal automatic reaction in a 3D consciousness would be, who the hell are you to tell me this? You know, the defenses. La, la, la. But you have to understand that even this feeling that your friend is having about you, it's a lower vibration feeling. Right. Happy human being would not say anything like that. Right. So when you start understanding that this not this is not coming from a happy place, instead of elevating it to the next level and being con- um, and let it being contagious and you and your friend bringing you into the same unhappy place, <laughs> you actually will shine up with happiness to the level right. where your friend where your friend will feel better after even you know you can be quiet you you shouldn't say anything but your job is to bring this cell this human being Mm -hmm. because this is a cell in a larger body Right, right to a happy state because right now this person is not in a happy state
0: right and that so that's something like what you experienced with that dog right but how, how then, just for some practical advice for anybody who's still on this ride with us right now, let's say people have that friend who's, who's saying, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, you're, you're doing this wrong. Because that that can be coming from a happy place, right? But maybe they're wording it in a way that's very negative. But how do we, as, as a person who's enlightened, or how do you as a person that's enlightened, uh, improve for others? How do you help them find that enlightenment? Because you, like we said, we can't force it. But are there behaviors, responses to starting them that way?
1: Um, you have to be that way. Sure. If you are always happy, that's your fragrance, that's your soul's signature. Love, if you always feel love, to you don't need to express it. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is to be love. Is mm-hmm. this this has to be your energetic signature, no matter what happens. And And you don't have to force yourself to love. See, like this enlightenment experience helps you to feel exactly what this person feels. So if you mentioned that, you know, those people, you basically didn't like what they said, didn't like what they do, blah, blah, blah. But instead of saying that this is this people's issue, see, Mm. this is separation already coming. Sure. This is this people issue. It's not my issue. Right. This is. As if you are trying to, you are looking at the mirror and you don't like what you see, and you are trying to fix the image in the mirror. Right. Instead of trying to understand why I see those people that way. Mm. And why I feel this when I talk to those people. Am I reflecting my state in them? And am I making it contagious and sustaining that state in them? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because obviously, if your thought was, this is this people's uh, problem, it's not my problem, you know, I shouldn't be worried about it. Mm -hmm. This is a compression way of handling energy, right? Where you compress it within and you try to find an explanation, this is not my problem. But this is, in fact, if you are thinking that this is not your problem, this is already a problem. Ah. Because because you are externalizing. The, w- the way you feel, you try to explain it by external means, that this is other people's right. problem, this is not my problem. Right. So what happens in that state, I would say, any time when you hear something that triggers you, just know it's your own trigger. It has nothing to do with those people Mm. and right now before you experience you can't feel what they feel for now the exercise you could do catch yourself when you are being triggered right and at that moment my recommendation when you are triggered just know that that trigger has been sent to you to your soul for spiritual growth and that's why meditation is so important because You have to shut up at that moment. When you are triggered, (laughs) you have to ask, hey guys, no, no, no. Hey guys, could we maybe reconnect? I just have something coming up here. Could we reconnect? Somebody's calling me or whatever. When you start feeling that you are being triggered, Mm -hmm. that's your problem. It it has nothing to do with them. So you have to shut up and stop doing anything and become being and Mm. meditate and understand why I am being triggered? What exactly triggers me and why? And then you will remember that in the past, maybe there were situations where you felt similarly and mm-hmm. your brain developed, you, you develop certain defenses that now being triggered because your mental body is like this. Mm-hmm. You can, in, in that situation, you don't need to say that you love them, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. you don't you don't have to do that. All you have to do is to understand how like why you are feeling this way. Instead of thinking how they feel, you start from understanding how you feel. And you look in your mirror and say, "Patrick feels like shit today." <laughs> you know this this happened. Why <laughs> does Patrick feels like shit today?
0: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's how everyday starts. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But it's crazy because what, like when, when they, uh, when they treat me in a certain way, I understand that it's not about me, right? It's about their internalization of whatever, but then you're telling me when they behave this way to me that I can't, I, I have to understand that I'm being triggered internally. So it's like, are we not even having a interaction? Is it just too, like, that's, that's pretty fucked up
1: it's a crash it's a crash of two mental structures that's what happens right they have their own mental structure where their consciousness vibrations reside they they see it this way it's not flexible Mm -hmm. you have your own and the crash happens so the job enlightenment what enlightenment is doing with our consciousness Mm -hmm. is that the state you're in it's contagious if you you know, you see that this person is not flexible with their mental structure. So you become their lubricant and it's a quiet action. Okay. You become, you actually trying to make that structure being more flexible by making yourself more flexible.
0: Hmm. Now, some people would say that sounds like you're bending to their structure. Why not? Board... What's wrong with that, well, Patrick? Uh, well, don't you lose a sense of yourself? Like if if, if I uh, if I rearrange myself to suit somebody else's structure, that seems problematic to me. It seems like uh, you're losing your humanity in some ways, or your soul. It's not a
1: problem to me. You don't I think can so? Bend to... Oh no! Right now, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, matter to me.
0: <laughs> really. So, so you're saying that See, I have
1: a very minimum sense of self right now. I'm nothing basically. That's,
0: ah, <laughs> that's hilarious, but so, but that's that makes life a lot easier to live, I guess. But, uh okay. So then that's like that's a very non ego driven. So that's like, you're saying have to,
1: nothing to gain
0: and nothing to lose. Right, bending towards someone, all this
1: bullshit. It's an illusion of your mind.
0: I guess, but if someone's treating you poorly, you're just saying to be just be quiet and let them let them just so get it out. what happens
1: is that what happens is that first of all, it's you seeing that they are uh. treating you poorly, because maybe you are treating yourself poorly. Those that those that um, you know reactions that mm. are being automatic, we just don't realize that mm. the. The only reason we can see that somebody treats us poorly is only because we treat ourselves poorly. And by treating ourselves poorly, I mean we still experience emotions of anxiety, anger, stress. If those emotions are present in your life right now, just know that you are treating yourself poorly. Hmm. And then that is being... And that is being reflected in other people. First of all, that division Mm. between what's poorly, what's not poorly, it's only coming through, it's not coming from your soul. It's coming from ego. It's coming from your mental structures, that division, what's poorly, what's not poorly. Mm. And uh, first of all, you know, what? like this ego's illusion Mm -hmm. that you have stuff to gain and something if you lose it's going to be end of this is an illusion because death reconciles everything right and the only thing you have is actually how you feel right now if right now you're feeling amazing who who cares if somebody is even taking 100 bucks from you or taking 1000 bucks from you or, or stealing your car if you're feeling amazing you know that this experience is sent to you to further understand your true nature. Mm. It's because you haven't reconciled it before. So once I started noticing from my own experience where it stopped triggering me, life presented to me new situations where I have to grow further, like the knee injury. I told you that I evolved to the level where people would not trigger me anymore. Right? Because I know where I can read every person the states they're in as if I re- I know myself. So the lack of knowledge yourself, sure. only that lets you think that they are treating you poorly because you treating yourself poorly because of lack of knowledge, who you truly are.
0: Yeah, I can see that because like I, I was saying when I, as I perceive being treated a certain way, The solution to it was just to do the job that I was there to do. And we all worked together as a unit, as a collective with a goal. And that all sort of went away, whether it, whether they stopped or I stopped feeling it, I guess, I guess I'm going to have to wrap my head around that for a few more decades, but you really need
1: to neutralize Uh, that you can, uh, for example, when you feel that you are being triggered, Mm -hmm. Okay just know that it's your ego triggered right. that it's not just your, your being your core being mm-hmm. it's an eternal being right <laughs> <laughs> it has it has nothing to lose nothing it's a witness of what you are experiencing mm. so you can do the same action you can say the same words but carrying different energy behind it it will help you to neutralize that energy it will help you when you start looking at yourself mm-hmm. and at your thoughts at your reactions from a side. Right. And no, and stop identifying yourself with Patrick. Stop identifying yourself with who you think you are because mm. this is a shell. Right. This is a mental construct. Mm-hmm. It's not permanent. It's temporary. Right. And you, the circumstances are sent to you to make them more flexible because that's the evolution of consciousness that needs to happen. We have to evolve to unity consciousness. Right. So when you are being triggered, just know that your core being is just witnessing it and experiencing it. Right.
0: And, and
1: who is being triggered is that character that lives in your body. Right.
0: That's the ego. Yeah. The, the character. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So,
1: what? And that is who you think you are.
0: Right. That's who I think I am. When really I'm not. I, it's like this, yeah, it's this character that ties into like the idea of having like an inner monologue right that's probably ego driven as well where you're just i'm a figure going through a story because that's probably the the simplest and easiest way to understand what we're experiencing here but i guess what you're saying is that it's much more than that
1: so what is ego ego is um basically your boundaries within this antenna your boundaries somebody has for example my ego right now is more cosmic ego you know Mm. i live in my illusion that i have to spread this message to people in in any interaction sure not like have to but plant the seeds that's my illusion i live in my illusion that's my ego for now okay but at least i chose to do it because i real like when my enlightenment happened i realized that i have nothing to gain and Mm. nothing to lose because physical death reconciles everything Everything that I fought for, let's say you think that people should treat you this way and you fight all your life mm-hmm. to make sure people treat you that way. Will you enjoy
0: that life? Well, probably not because you're externalizing everything.
1: Because you, you're you fighting for illusion, for your right. illusion how everybody should treat you. It's like as if you are fighting, the sun should wake up, not on <laughs> On, an, on the opposite side of the right. sky because you don't like it. So that's exactly the same thing What happens because you will never, like you, your boundaries, mental construct will never 100% fit into anything. Mm. The only way for you to enjoy life is to make them
0: flexible. I guess so. Because there's so much of it that's happening outside of you that you can't how could I dare to even resist the flow of the universe?
1: But don't you think that in every human being, there is a sub-logos of creator, whatever they are saying, even if your mind is reading it as negative, right? That that trigger is being sent to you to bring you closer to understanding who you are.
0: Right. Well, that's no, right.
1: It's a sub-logos. It's, um, um, there is the main logos. We are part of something bigger. We are the sub logos, and there is a way to merge mm. with that logos. And you've become creator, right? You are talking creator's language, basically. So every human being that triggers you just knows that there's God talking to you right. for purpose.
0: And you're saying logos, like L O G O S, like the word, like the, the sort yeah. of eternal language that's well, being first, spoken.
1: So we're talking how our consciousness operates, how our mind operates. Let's mm. take our mind, okay? So we are a part of our mind is a uh, it's like a neuron in a larger mind.
0: Sure. It's okay. a neuron
1: in a larger brain that also thinking, that's also thinking. So our mind is the model of larger mind.
0: Yeah, I, I totally am on board with this.
1: And there is a way to connect to that right. universal mind. To There is a way to merge with universal consciousness. Once that happens, human <laughs> beings won't trigger you. <laughs> right. So is, and everything that is being sent to us in our lives is making us, is supposed to make us closer right. towards realization that we are one and whatever triggers us in other people, just know it's something that you haven't reconciled within yourself.
0: Understood. Now is there a way is there a way for like do you do you think that the human race generally could get to a place where this was accepted or is that just are we too low of a physical being? Like are we are we too under evolved physically to ever get to this elevated consciousness uh, as a society, you know, because there's so, I mean, you look around, clearly there's a lot of people who are unenlightened. I'm probably one of them, although you're helping me get closer, but there's some, there's some terrible, like all of humanity has been a complete bloody war and a nightmare, you know, more or less. Uh, there's obviously beautiful moments and great moments, but I guess what I'm asking you is, do you see a way that this way of thinking, this way of being could become the universal among us, or is it just are we? Are there the select few who are destined to just try and push the message?
1: <laughs> First of all, I see world in, in a bit different way. Right now, I, I I embrace everything. There is nothing wrong happening. Even war is is supposed to happen because um, I told you that when this experience happened to me, I see death in a different way. Sure death is a liberation for the soul and why they say rest in peace because that's the liberation of the soul from those constructs that being that were squeezing the soul in those parameters And, Mm. and if they are not flexible that creates pain so basically um, you know the wars and the, what what we see right now the the pandemic and a mm. lot of anxiety and stress and society is going through some turmoil <laughs> you mm-hmm. know it just um, externally it looks like something horrible it looks like something really bad for if you uh, perceive life on a mind level mm. and on a third 3d dimension of life perception but if you, Uh, see what 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 is happening in front of you from a higher dimension of consciousness everything is just going its normal way of evolution because what's happening right now it's a transition right now there is a transition in consciousness Mm. people move people who are 3d consciousness level they will have to move to four dim- fourth dimension, sure. and fourth dimension is a chakra, heart chakra mm. of unconditional love and feeling everybody how you feel yourself. Right. If I feel you, how like a- as a part of myself, would I want to go fight with you, or would I want to war to have war with you? Like that will be the end of all wars. Right. That will be the end of all cataclysm and fight. And that's where humanity will start acting as one system, as one organism. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna heart is not asking why it has to pump blood for the whole system. Right. So that's the job of humanity to realize that they are one organ of a larger organism. And and if they are fighting, if can you imagine if there was resistance between cells in your heart?
0: Mm. Like one
1: cell one I don't wanna I don't want to pump another cell saying I want I have to pump. It's, well, a, it's wrong. that a,
0: a disease, right?
1: It is a disease. So right now, it's a, it's a time for people to shift their consciousness to force dimension and understand that the best way to help humanity is to reconcile your own pain. Hmm. Because if you are in a happy state of being, you won't go to war. If you right. are in a loving state of being, you will spread love. If you hmm. are in a state of fear that's based on your understanding how the world should be. So when you understand that your understanding is an illusion and you are not attached to it, you won't die for it, right? So belief of a human being can be dangerous. You know, some people blow up planes because they believe in certain interpretation of religion. So belief can be dangerous and that's what bringing humanity right now to where we are Mm -hmm. because people are fighting for their beliefs as if it's real
0: <laughs> yes that's exactly right people are fighting for ideas as if those ideas were people yeah but yeah, i, I have to this- i have to question you on on and you were saying you don't see war and death and disease and 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 all this that's going on you don't see that as a necessarily a negative thing like you're, you're, you're viewing it in a way where it's like you see it as a transition but there's so much suffering it's how can an accelerator you, how can you reconcile all that suffering
1: yeah so pain that people get from wars and and bad situations and all that that's a way for their soul to evolve and because like i said i see death as not something dark and bad i mean death happens to everybody to every antenna to every physical body Mm -hmm. it happens and yet This is the only thing that people resist and are fearful of. Mm. So I think it has to start from fundamental understanding that death is not something that we have to be fearful of. It's not something that we have to escalate because everything has a flow. Your life has a flow and you have to embrace the flow. If, for example, your soul to further evolution has to experience death, right now Mm -hmm. and you know this is not something that this is not something you can actually change it's not up to you actually um it's not up to your ego Mm. to choose when Mm. to die and it's up to your soul it's the soul decides Mm. when the soul leaves the body and i remember my past life i remember what i experienced when i was living my body in my past life right once human beings know what's up they won't look at death with how they look at it right now so once you start looking at death from a different it's like the opposite of what how you see it right now everything in life you will see in a different way and you will see more understanding of suffering Mm. you will see more understanding of what souls are going through you will shift from a separation consciousness to unity consciousness Mm -hmm. and you will understand that we're all one even the for me right now to talk to the person or communicate with someone Mm -hmm. to communicate with my mom it's wordless communication with the soul that with the soul that resided in in that body that i called mom for me to connect with that soul I don't need to have that soul embodied, you know? I can just feel it. It's a wordless communication. That's why you asked about civilizations that other civilizations, they they exist. There are civilizations that talk wordlessly. Only us, we need to hear it to know it. Mm -hmm. This is an illusion. There is a way to communicate wordlessly. Right. And that communication is it can be opened up when you start feeling your own soul and who you truly are and when you when you are completely unblocking your heart chakra hmm.
0: and, and it has to start within right yeah, it's yeah, it's up absolutely. to the individual the individual whatever that means it's up to you and your soul and your current form to start taking those steps yes uh do you uh do you have somewhere on social media or somewhere that you are putting out these ideas or how, like let's say someone's still listening and they wanted to to start, they wanted to start this journey with you is there do you do anything like that or what's your what are your plans for the future anyway
1: See I told you that I wrote poems um when my mom died when I was 6 years old mm-hmm. I wrote poetry and I wrote it until um, until I graduated the university in Ukraine Okay um, and then I moved to Canada and I, I, I like I said, <laughs> immigration and all these circumstances were enhancing my rigid mental structure. So it was not up to uh, writing poetry and stuff. So I didn't write poetry for about 10 years. Okay. And when this experience, enlightenment experience happened to me, see, um, I started writing poetry again. And this is not the poetry, the type of poetry that I wrote before, which was coming from pain Mm. of unreconciled pain and pain of being lost and not understanding who I was at that time. Right now, it's more poetry that's coming from a happy place and a place of love where basically the energy behind every word is to help other human beings to plant the seeds, Mm. not insistently you know but to plant the seed and at least to wake up in them that instinct of seeking because all this has to happen from within it's not something that you can read a book okay i'm in, this is not you can't en, sure. be in, you can become enlightened, enlightened just to read a, after reading a book no it has to happen from within and you know w- once you experience it you will basically start sharing this energy by means by the tools that your soul has because in my past life i was also using language as a way of sharing this energy i was writing books as well before and um you know i just felt like it's one of uh, the tools in the toolboxes of my so of the soul Hmm. and because every soul has its own toolbox you know every soul has um tools or talents a set Mm. of talents and um the first you know if you start feeling that you are not enjoying what you are doing just know that you are not using the tools that your soul is equipped with and when i saw your instagram patrick Mm. i felt that you are using the tools of your soul
0: well thank you but sometimes i feel like i'm not you know, sometimes I feel like I don't know what I want to do. And, but I guess the, for me there, it's to choose the things that come the easiest actually, and not, you know, like to me doing some of that photography with a, you know, a vaguely interesting caption was very easy and it was fun. A lot of my video production stuff, some days it comes easy and some days it doesn't. But I guess that's part of the struggle is to actually find out what tools my soul has. It's not as easy as saying I have them and I use them. It's like, it's a lifelong journey, perhaps, to find out what tools you are best suited to use.
1: Um, so how I feel with you right now is that you are in a group of uh, more lucky people, mm. because at least sometimes you feel like you're using the tools of your soul. Sometimes. Some people live the whole life doing things they hate. Right. And that is suffering. So they are basically, they are just surviving, they are not living. So at least for you, it's 50-50, I don't know the (laughs) percentage-wise. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's already a great progress. And once, you know, if enlightenment happens to you in this lifespan, Mm -hmm. or maybe who knows, in the next lifespan, who knows how long your soul will need to experience it it's there is nothing wrong with with where we all are there is nothing wrong with that um but once that happens i am sure that these tools that you are using right now will be elevated to the levels you could never plan or imagine
0: i look forward to it mira this has been very enlightening i really thank you for your time this was awesome
1: thank you it's uh, it's my pleasure um, like I said, I try not to be pushy and I try not to sound too crazy for people, <laughs> um, you know, but I, I hope I was able to plant some seeds, Definitely. you know, into some, in, into some people and trigger that instinct of seeking because, like I said, it can only happen from within. It's not something that you can learn from somebody.
0: Right. And don't worry about sounding crazy because you, you yourself would say, if, if you sound crazy to me, then I'm the crazy one. Something like that. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Mira. This was awesome.
1: Yeah, you are very welcome. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's great what you are doing. Keep up the great work, Patrick. And Mm -hmm. uh, who knows, maybe in the future we will start a project together.
0: (laughs) No, I think we should. I definitely think we. I know we will.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.